right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna split this morning into a couple of sections of taking a minute to stop and pause and 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 make an idea practical, uh, you know, to to take something home. But I was, I was thinking this week. Well, I had I had a I had an experience that raised a question for me. Curtis and I were in the office and you know having lunch. Maybe maybe we had just finished lunch and we're supposed to be having a meeting. And I had the hockey game uh, quietly playing on the on the iPad. And you know we're we're down to we're down to the business end of the hockey season. I'm, I'm not going to you know go on about this. First of all, let's be a little more Australian and say you know woo you know. Ash and the Ash Bar Barty Barty Bart. Yeah. I got it right. Yeah, victory last night. Victory. So good. And the, you know, the uh, the crazy dudes. I can't say their last names. You know, also won. I'm so Australian. I did it. <laughs> no, I did watch a bit of the tennis. But anyways, so good. But anyway, on this particular occasion, we were watching something completely irrelevant. Bit of hockey in the background distracting us. My team happened to be up 3-1, which was a really good thing. I said to Curtis, all right, come on, it's prayer time. He said, okay, what are we praying for? I said, let's just pray for more. Let's pray for more for my hockey team. He's like, what do they need more for? They're up by two already. Like, forget it. Let's move on. I said, no, let's just, you know, and I was just joking around, you know, tongue in cheek. And so I, I prayed for God to pour out an abundance of his favor on my hockey team. And, the, the, you know, just more. I was, that's what I was praying. God, more, more for them, more. Just pour your favor and your abundance out on them. All of a sudden, the team... 10 seconds later, I know this led to some tension. All of a sudden, uh, the team they're playing gets a penalty. And so we go up a man, which makes it easier to score. 10 seconds later, we score. I was like, Curtis, it's happening. Okay, five minutes, they go on to score four more goals. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And they go on to win the game 7-1. And so Curtis and I are talking about this, and he's like, don't you go, don't you go saying that's God. You cannot say it. Don't you go saying that's an answer to your prayer. Don't you go applying this theology to your hockey team. Like, he was just like, don't. And I'm like, I'm like, well, what? Well, I'm like, well, what? Well, what? What can we say about that? What can we say anyway? And we were having a joke about it. And, but I walked away from it, and I went, God, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in that? Like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I watch a lot of hockey games. I've never prayed for my team to do well. I've never joked around about that with Curtis. You know, it's not uncommon for there to be some distracting game on in the background every now and then. And it's like, you know, God can plant a thought in your mind. He knows what's going to happen. You know, is he bringing victory to my hockey team? I don't think so. But it's like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Anyway, I've told that story a couple of times, and uh, I don't know, it, it went on to, I don't think we're allowed to... You are, we are. Oh. Anyway, I told this story to Ben and Janessa when they were over on Wednesday, just joking around. And uh, she came bombing in... She popped in in the middle of that No, yeah. did she? Yeah, she? Was that when Archie came and asked you to go for a swim? Yeah. Oh, no, it was a different time. No. Apparently, we work pretty hard around here. Anyway, let's keep moving, let's keep moving. She popped in, you filled her in. No, no, this happened on Wednesday. I told her about it. Anyway, when they were over. But anyway, thank you. We're good. We're good. We're going to get there. Anyways. Anyways, and, uh, and you know, Curtis was giving me a hard time. Like, if you can ask God for more and for more favor, don't waste it on the hockey team. Like, at least apply it to something good. And so I was joking around about this with Janessa. And so she said, well, you know, she didn't say this, but she went away. She said, well, I'm going to take that. I'm going to apply it to our visa. 
and to James and Mel selling their house. And so Friday, we're having a meeting, sitting in the, in the van home up there with, you know, Rob and Glenn and I, and Archie and Ben and Janessa come bombing in, and they go, we just got the email. We got invited to apply for permanent residence, which is a huge miracle for these guys. And they're, they're away for the weekend in Wilson's prom, but, you know, that is a huge victory. That's, that's what, you know, three years of waiting and uncertainty and unknown and why isn't this happening and why hasn't it happened and it's like there it is there it is well what a blessing for these guys I mean they've got an application process still ahead but really that's the big hurdle and you know that means you know I don't I don't know what it means entirely for Ben and Janessa's future but it means they have the option to stay as long as they want and live like you and me here which is a huge advantage it's a they're just you know, blown away by that. And then, you know, James, well, what's, what's, what's happened for you guys? You, I'm, we're going to have to throw him a mic. Do you want to pass this to him? Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, we had a home open on the weekend and we knew that there was some interest coming. Um, long story short, uh, there's a bit of backwards and forwards and we've accepted an offer um, it was late last night and so this morning they're organising the paperwork, it's in the pipeline and yeah, we've been on the market now for more than eight weeks, yeah, yeah maybe nearly three months and so yeah, we just, um, we thought we would sell quickly but because uh, it seemed like everyone around us was selling quickly and thought that was the plan but yeah, God's just really used the whole thing to challenge our hearts really, it's... Um, yeah, there was a, a time where we thought, gee, we might not even sell and we need to. And, uh, you know, we thought we might have to accept a low offer and he just really challenged my heart while I was praying that, you know, would you, would you, um, too loud, sorry. Just really like the sound of my own voice. All right, just here? Okay. Um, yeah, just, yeah, like he was asking, would you sell it for this? And then it would get lower and lower. And it was like all the way down to zero. Like, would you give it away? And I was like, oh man, that's a challenge. And that, you know, took some going through. And then, then he gave me a higher number. And he's like, would you trust me for this? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know how you'd do that. But, you know, and that was a challenge in itself. And then even the, the final, you know, the final half an hour before, like Mel was hearing something and I was hearing something else and had to go back and pray about why that was and and that was a challenge and the whole thing just ended up with just a whole lot of peace like he was just setting us setting my heart in particular free from things that um you know had really held me captive you know like my understanding of people's perception of me based on what I had or what I could do or a deal that I could make and it's like oh man I don't need to be anything for anyone I just need to trust him for what he's doing and if that is to give a house away great or if that that is to sell it for hundred million dollars then that's fantastic as well it's like yeah so that happened uh, <laughs> yeah so that's the story yeah so we had three huge answers to prayer this week my hockey team won James and Mel sold their house and Ben and Janessa got their visa so we're just we're just grateful for God's favor being poured out you know God we just you know, we want him to have the glory. We want him to know. You know, we got a wedding that, you know, 
friends don't have to cook for in a beautiful place. You know, we're just, we're stoked for you guys. We're, we're you know, like 13 days away. Tick, tick, tick. It's coming. It's, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, what are you doing? What are you, what are you up to? What do you want us to see? You know, these things can breeze through. I mean, James, I didn't tell it, but I got a text from him last week. They got an offer last weekend on the house that was a, a bit of a lowball offer. And I don't know if you can imagine having been on the market for eight or 10 weeks and not having a single offer. It feels like it's never going to sell. And he's texting me saying, I feel like God's saying not to take this offer, but I'm terrified. And it's like, you know, the, the difference between the offer last weekend and this weekend is significant. You know, and, and I said to James, man, that's, 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 a, that's courageous faith to turn down a sure thing because God's saying not to take it. You know, and it's like, that's, 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 that's trusting a voice and, you know, not, not wisdom or not logic or not even what the agent would be recommending in that instance. And, you know, I think for me, that's the most powerful thing about this story externally is that we can trust God into an uncertain future for certain outcomes. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was challenged and encouraged by that, James, like putting myself in your guys' shoes, Mel, you know, and going, oh, like I said to James, oh, this is the not-so-stuff that Lila makes me do, you know, say no and stand in hoping that there's going to be something there. And, yeah, I was so grateful that God's providing for your family, that he's pouring out on you guys the outcomes you need and the timing you need in the way that he's accomplishing it. And I mean, I'd look at the story and I'd go, God, why didn't you just sell it week one? Like, why couldn't you just sold it week one? You know, and I think, I think that's a little bit of what we're here to talk about this morning. There's a, a verse in John chapter five. Uh, I mean, let, let's just take a minute just to sit in gratefulness for these awesome stories that we've wa- been walking out for a long time together as a fam, you know? James and Mel selling their house, Ben and Janessa getting a, an opportunity to stay in this, in this country. It's like, God, you know, we are so grateful that we can trust a good father. Let's just say that today. You know, his word is sure. And when he says, I've got this, just keep coming, kids. We can just keep coming and trusting he's got it. You know, and it's like, I'm going to take those victories as my own, you know, it's like if, if, if the family of God, the body of Christ is called to suffer together, we're also called to celebrate the victories together. Your victory is my victory. Your win between last week and this week, Mel and James, I'm just going to count it as though it's in my bank account. You know, it's like, it's as, it's as good as, as if that were occurring to me. And I'm just so grateful. Ben and Janessa and the future that they have and the opportunity they have, I'm just going to take that as my own secure future. You know, it's like, wow, I'm going to stand in those shoes and, and be in that and praise my God for it. But yeah, there's, this, there's a verse in John chapter 5, uh, and, and, and Jesus is saying uh, in, in answer to some questions that were being asked him, my father has been working until now. He has never ceased working, and I too am working. You know, I was thinking about this idea, and I think sometimes my, one of my fears that can pop up is that God's not at work in this is that God's outside of this. Do you know what I mean? Like that God ceased to work and I'm on my own now, or this is on me, or I've got to figure it out, or I've got to make sense of it, or I've got to understand it, or I've got to overcome it. 
you know, and there's, you know, as I stopped and paused and, and thought about this, week, this, this question this week, God, where are you at work? God, what are you doing? You know, I think the starting point of that is a belief that God is working, that God is at work without question. He's not off the job. He's not ceased to attend to the situation or circumstance. He's not absent from our world. He is not far from us. He has not abandoned us. He has not forsaken us. He will never leave us. There is nothing I can do to push God far enough away that he would cease to work. That's a truth. We, and I think it's our starting point, first and foremost, that God is at work. He's active He's present. He's accomplishing what he's intended. You know, that's a really encouraging idea, right? Just first and foremost, like God's not sitting on his hands going, oh man, well, I guess there's nothing I can do about anything. Well, if only these numpties would see it, I could get back to work. Now he's working. He's never stopped working. He'll never cease to, to work. You know, and that, that's a great starting point. You know, and then there's a, a couple of verses later in verse 19, Jesus goes on to make another statement that says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the son can do nothing of himself of his own accord unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever things the father does, the son in his turn also does in the same way. You know, and it's like the first time I encountered this idea was in the, in the material of experiencing God. A bunch of people have done that. If you haven't had the chance to go through it, there's both a book that you could read or there is a study, 10-week study, which you could do with daily material. Highly recommend it. It's just such basic fundamental theology and truth around who God is and how he works. But the premise of it is that God's at work He's in process of establishing a real and personal relationship with you, and he invites you to join him in what he's doing. The process of joining him in what he's doing requires hearing God's voice and his invitation. It requires being a part of the things which he's doing and making adjustments and, 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 and overcoming fears that would say it's not going to work out or he's not going to be. And, and you know, in this process of joining God in his work, it requires much of us Many adjustments, many shifts, many faith steps, many, it, it involves turning down an offer. You know, for, in, in this particular story for James and Mel to partner with the work that God was doing, it involved, you know, facing down a, an offer and making an adjustment and saying, okay, we're not going to take that. We're not going to take the easy road. Anyways, the, the, the idea of God is at work and he's in, inviting us to join him in what he's doing, it, you know, is a really powerful idea. But there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that kicks us off of that. You know, uh, I think sometimes I try and define God's work by my circumstance. You know, I try and, I try and characterize and define the work of God by the thing I find myself in. And, and that, that's a really dangerous way. You know, uh, I mean... Uh, I think, first of all, God's purpose is, is bigger than serving me. But he's for me. He's a good father who's about me and who's for me. But when I make the work of God about my life, I've really narrowed my perspective 
to, to, to make the work of God something that it isn't necessarily all about. Uh, you know, when I look at a circumstance and I ask God, what are you doing? But that question is about me. What are you doing to me or what are you doing for me? Or, you know, it's like the question of God, what are you doing is a big question that is best begun outside of my circumstance. And when I see what God is doing, it changes my vision of my circumstance. So it's like when I come to my circumstance and ask God to show me what he's doing, that can be really confusing, you know? And, and, and in some ways that comes down to the verse in Isaiah that's familiar to us. It says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. For as high as the heavens, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And it's like, those are the ways and the thoughts that we're reaching for when we say, God, what are you doing? And when we come to a, a circumstance that we've judged as not good or not working or is our concern and we focus our attention on, God, what are you doing in this? And I'm not saying that's a bad question. I think that's a, an important question and a powerful question. In, in some senses, that, that's a survival question. I'm trying to survive this situation and I need to see what you're up to. But when we'll lift our eyes a bit higher and we'll go, God, what are you doing? And we can take hold of a picture of what God's up to. It changes how we view our circumstances. Does that make sense? Like for instance, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I believe God's doing is maturing his people and growing a capacity to be who we are, whether things are easy or hard. And when I accept that, and I go, God, you are drawing a group of people together who have maturity and who have character. And I look at a hard circumstance. I don't go, well, God, would you take that away? Or would you resolve it? Or would you make it easier? I go, well, this is what you're up to. I have an opportunity in that to partner with what you're doing and go, okay, God, where's my growth area in this? And I'm no longer trying to understand what God's doing there. I know what God's doing and it changes the way I view the situation I'm in. And I think when we, can when we can find a sense of what God's up to in a season or in a, in, you know, and, and, and for different people, that'll be broader. You know, if I was the, if, if I was the, the, you know, prime minister of Australia, I'd need to know what God's up to in the world because I'm going to make some decisions and I'm going to have some power and some authority to accomplish some things that if I want to partner with God, I need a really broad picture you know, for some of us, we need to have a sense of what God's, what God's up to around our, 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 our immediate family or, or our own self. You know, there's different spheres that we need a sense of, God, what are you doing in this season? What, 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 are, what are you up to? Where are you working? And, and I think in, in asking that question, we move from a place of trying to survive what we're in to a place of partnering with this productive season of accomplishing something alongside of God. Because once I understand what he's doing, I can recognize that God's gonna accomplish that himself and that's not on me. But his invitation for me might be some small part of that. I think the other thing that it does is it helps me really value the contribution that other people are making to partnering with God. Because you begin to see it. You go, oh, wow. Look at those decisions that, James and Mel are making and the things that are growing in their life. And man, I can so see how that's partnering with the work of God in this season. And what, a, what an incredible contribution to the work of God they're making in working this thing out together. Do you know what I mean? Or, uh, oh man, you know, Ash, I just love his heart to 
write these songs and I can just so see God taking something and working it deeper and that's so contributing to what God's up to at the moment. And I'm so grateful for those things. You know, I mean, we're using, you know, examples that seem not world-changing, but it's like when we see what God's doing, we can begin to value different people uh, contributing to that in different ways. And doesn't all have to be the same way. And then the, the second question becomes, God, how are you inviting me to be involved in what you're doing? How, how are you inviting me to partner with you in your work? And sometimes that means doing nothing. You know, sometimes you can say, hey, this is what I'm up to. Best way you can partner, chill out, take a holiday, take a rest, take a break, take a deep breath. Or sometimes he says, I, 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 there are some things that you're going to make a big difference in. And if you would take and make these changes, if you would take and accept this part of who you are, it would contribute greatly to what I'm up to. And I think it's a powerful idea. It's a powerful idea to go, God isn't necessarily here to serve what I'm doing. Actually, my opportunity with this life I've been given is to partner with what he's doing. You know, one of the problems with that, though, is he just isn't always doing the things I think he should be doing. He just is so often not about the things that I think he should be about. Or he's not doing it in a way, or, or he's not giving me the part of that that I think I should have. You know, like, I got a lot of ideas about how we could, you know, be about something better than what he seems to be about pretty regularly. You know, like, I was asking him, I know I've shared this before, this was like maybe 18 months or two years ago, I was out on a walk, and I was just complaining to God about how purposeless the things that he had put my life in were. You know, I was just complaining to him about how not good they were, and I was saying to him, God, could we just do something that looks good? Could we, this group of people who are together could we just do something that looks good and he said well we could or we could just do something that is good whether it looks good or not how about we just do something that is good and then he said to me and brad you know all those things that you're imagining that look good every time i called you to those things you complained about that too you know he was like you didn't think those were good until you got through it i was like oh okay all right Okay, so you're at work. Yeah, and it's good. And you're where you should be and you're doing what you should do. And it's like, okay. You know, it's like, uh, I think one of the most peace-bringing realities can be when we know what God is up to. When we, when we can see what he's doing in a season and we can receive it and partner with it. Because there's so much that causes us to fight against it and buck it and edit it, and change it, and want it to be something that it isn't, and all that's okay. But at the end of the day, surrender looks like accepting what God's doing as good, and trusting him, and then taking faith for the things he said, and playing my role in partnering, however active or inactive, however uh, advantageous or good-looking that is, or however difficult that might be. And so I, I, guess, I guess really that's it. That's it. But I thought, you know, let's break this morning up into two pieces. Let's just take five minutes to stop here in this moment. And I'm not saying that in this five minutes you're going to be able to, you know, see, you know, for me, for me, this question is a great question to go spend two hours on down at the beach with a journal. It's a great question to go for a big walk on or to take some real time out on. Like, it's a big question. But I, th I think we don't have to fear coming to God either. And so this morning, we're, we're going to take five minutes and just stop and pause and on a personal level, go, God, 
I want to see what you're doing. Where are you at work? You know, Jesus said, my father's working and he's not stopped, ceased working. He's not inactive. And so God, we just want to see some of the things you're doing. You know, and whatever pictures or whatever words or whatever thoughts come. And, and I just want to encourage you, set aside contextualizing that to a problem you're facing. When we come to God to say, what are you doing about this problem? Or what are you doing in this situation? Like, that's a survival mode. Let's just, that's important and it's significant. But this morning, let's just take and set the circumstance aside and just give him freedom to go, here's some things that I'm doing. So God, where are you at work? What are you doing? Let's just, we're going to take five minutes on a personal level, whether that's grab your phone, whether that's just close your eyes and have a minute. I mean, I'll, I'll, give, you a, I'll give you a process that, that, that might help you. You know, I mean, what we've, what we've gained from our friends at Thrive is, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Just getting frosty up here. Yeah. You know, what we've gained from our friends at Thrive is that it's really hard to come to a relationship when I'm relationally switched off. And one of the things that can really help me connect with my relationship with God is taking a moment uh, to sit in a, in, a, in a moment of gratitude. You know, God, thank you for this. And then wait for him to respond to the thing you're thankful for. How do you see this thing? Or take yourself back to a time when you felt really close to God. And it was just so good to know what he was doing, to know what he was up to, and to feel that sense of confidence that God was working in your world. You know, either of those are going to help us this morning to, to connect in with God. So I'd encourage you, take a moment to do that. And then from that relationship, space of feeling his closeness, when you feel his presence, when you feel your relationship with him, go, God, what are you doing? Would you show me? I want to see I want to see. So let's take five minutes, then we'll jump into some, some small groups and talk about some of the things we're seeing or some of the things we're feeling. And it's okay if there's nothing. Like, don't feel a pressure to have something. Like I said, these are big questions, and it's a very short period of time. You know, Lila always says to me, oh, you throw these big things at me, and you're just like, come on, have the world-changing answer right here, right now. Hey, take all that pressure off. This is okay. Well, let's just take a minute and just sit in this idea of, God, what are you doing? We want to see, we want to see, all right, what am I doing here? Like, ah, this is nuts. And so I'm driving away from this and I'm making these statements like, man, like that's, uh, that stuff is whacked out. That is not God. This is not. And he goes, he's, God just pulls me up as I'm driving and I'm just processing with the people that I was with. And, and he says, stop, 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 stop. Let, I need to talk to you about this. Just stop. And so I got back to my hotel and I pulled out my journal and I started talking to him and he said, like, Brad, can you stop judging what's me or not me based on what you're comfortable with? Yeah, and it just rattled me, you know, and, and, and I think the truth of that is, is that God is big and doing an enormous number of things and he is about so much, you know, and the things that he shows us are just the things that are pertinent to where we are positioned. And he said, Brad, can you come to accept a phrase that says, that might be God, it's just not me. Because he said, Brad, you in a hundred lifetimes couldn't take hold of all of the things that I'm doing. 
And he said, I'm, I'm building a comfort in you and for you, for the things you're called to and for the things you're purposed in, for the things that you're going to accomplish and serve me and in your life. And so I am to you those things. But to someone else, it's a whole different host of things and different focuses. And he was saying like, Brad, just, just bring you to the equation with me that I'm asking you to, that I'm growing you to, that I'm building for you to, and then gather together with those whom I'm bringing you into oneness and unity around those things for. And let's build a, you know, but don't then go, well, this is the thing, only thing God's doing. You know, the, you know, we are asking today the question, God, what are you doing? Where are you working? Now, in, in the things we've heard, let's hold on to those. Let's see those. But let's also accept that God's bigger than the things he's showing you and me. He's, he's much bigger and much broader. You know, we couldn't in a hundred Sundays fill the list of things that God is working at in the world today and the things that he's doing, but he'll show us what's relevant to us. And he won't give us more than we can handle. That's the goodness of God. And so, th- I mean, that's just kind of like some side comments on this. You know, asking this question, we can feel like, well, I know what God's doing and you're not about it and you're not about it and you're not about it. And how come you're not doing it? It's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's showing us what we need for where we are. And God's bigger than what he's asking of you and me. And thank goodness, I don't have to be comfortable with the full breadth of what God's doing. I just got to walk my road and stop judging everybody else as being about the God thing or not about the God thing. It's like, he, he's not going to be able to show us the entirety of what he's doing. That's some, maybe there are some people with you know, huge global calls who see so much more than, than you or I. And it's like, thank Jesus for people who are carrying bigger pieces than me. We just have to take the piece he gives us and it's gonna be a big enough stretch just to do our bit. You know, and really... The, the interesting thing is even what God shows you he's doing is going to be bigger than you because he, he, is, never, he is never about solo missions. You know, there's, there's always pieces weaving together. There's things that we run on on our own because that's essential. But I guarantee the thing you're running on on your own is connected to a bunch of other people and a bunch of other things. And, and it's actually drawing upon other calls and purposes as well. And sometimes we just can't see it. And so it's like, okay, my piece is the next question. God, where are you inviting me to join you in what you're doing? What does it look like today to join you and partner with you in what you're doing? You know, it's like, this is what God's doing. You know, we can gain a a sense of that. I mean, for me, what he said to me, what he said to me today, and this is, this is just what he's saying to me. You know, I got so much from what he's saying to James and Marcel as well. And it isn't different to this, but he said, it's this, Brad. I said, where are you at work? What are you doing? He said, it's this, Brad, drawing my people to myself, growing trust, building a people who will stand with me. I desire to see oneness, to see a family form. It's like, you know, when I take hold of that, I, I am not without opportunity to see the goodness of God at work today. You know, when, when I start when I start asking God to work where he isn't, I can get so defeated and so discouraged because I'm demanding of God something he isn't at work in and I'm judging him based on something he isn't doing. But when I, when I accept that this is where God's at work, I feel so motivated. I feel, so, I feel like life is full of opportunity. I feel so positive about the place I find myself because I go, oh wait, I can see that. I can see that you are doing that. 
I see your presence accomplishing that. And I begin to, to lift and be encouraged. But, you know, in some of the things he's, he's maybe shared with you about where he's at work or, 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 or take, take one that was shared in your group and run with that. But it's like when you have a sense of what God's doing, then it's like, God, what does it look like in my week this week? to partner with that. You know, we can get these big grandiose ideas of God's at work and I'm gonna partner with him in 15 years. No, it's like the relevance of this is now, in this moment, in this week, God, what does it look like to partner with what you're doing? Because there is always the opportunity to accept that God's at work and that I'm invited to join him in that in whatever way he says is appropriate. And so let's, let's do the same Let's, let's, can, we, can we be patient in the process and take a minute to do this this morning? And let's take five minutes again on our own to go, God, what, what, where, where are you inviting me to join you and partner with you in what you're doing? Can we just take five minutes again, whether you sit here, whether you go, and same process. You know, don't, don't come at the question without a sense of closeness to Jesus. You can use gratitude again. You can use a, a memory to do that. Or you can just, if, if, if you're already there, close your eyes and he's there, he's close, just roll it. But if it feels like, oh, I'm in the abyss of can't hear, can't see, can't know, just stop and pause and go to a moment of gratitude. Go to a moment of when God was close and meet him there and appreciate yourself into his presence and then come to him and say, God, what, what's the invitation for me to join you in what you're doing? Let's take five. We'll do that. And then we're going to come back together maybe in pairs just to share a few of the things we feel in that space. So, all right, let's take five. Let's just take a minute. Let's just take a second as, as, we, as we finish up this part of our morning. And I think, I think we're going to worship. But just in our own hearts, just to thank God for the fact that he's at work just to thank him that he has invited us to join him in good things that he's doing. And, you know, I can, I can feel the encouragement in my heart rise as I start to see what he's doing. It's like, you know, I was saying to Greg and Lisa, it's like when I can see what he's doing and I, and I judge success based on that, it feels like my report card goes up a few grades. You know, it's like, oh, maybe we're doing better than what we thought. Oh yeah, okay. Well, let's let's start to to view the the things that we find yeah. ourselves in through that. Let, let me just pray, Father. We just thank you that you're at work, that there are good things that you're doing, that your ways aren't our ways and your thoughts aren't our our thoughts. And this morning, we just receive the encouragement that you're at work, that you are doing a good thing and you are accomplishing good things, that you are not off the job, that you never stop, that there is no end to the work that you're doing. And we just thank you that you have drawn us to yourself, that we might be included in the things you're doing. God, give us faith and courage to take up the invitation and receive the work you're up to in this season, in this moment, in this week, in this day. Help us to cease to judge what you're doing as not enough or not good enough. We're just sorry for the ways that we do that. And today we just thank you that you're a God who's accomplishing more than we could ever ask or imagine and that you're on the job and we are so excited to see in this week what partnering with you leads to so god come and just release confidence in the invitations that are going out god when it seems too much give us someone to encourage us and we just thank you that you've called us to walk this road together with you and with those who you've surrounded us so we just thank you and pray it in your name amen You're